one go. It's almost a hundred. I can't believe it. So ninety-two episodes, and how how long we've been doing this now? Um, it's is it two years? It's or? it's right around two years. I know that because we just got the uh, the invoice. Oh yeah, for, for the for renewal. The, yeah, yeah, for the right. renewal, yeah. and that was we paid the first year in advance. So that means we just crossed over two years this last month, but. Kind of, kind of, kind of crazy because we've been having this conversation lately, and like the podcast has just been a huge reacher for us. Like know, everywhere man. we go, it's you know. I just walked in. You were talking to Milos, and someone told me. Someone mentioned yesterday. I didn't know you were friends with Milos, and you know whatever else. And I said, well, he lives in Vegas, and people are like really, he lives in a lot. It's just wild that people just you know they lost kind of touch. I thought Milos, like I think he's on so many different podcasts and you know as we're approaching a hundred i just don't remember us like oh this is this is so exciting and da 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 da, da. i'm thinking well who's gonna watch this thing right no i'm still one of those people and you you know you always call me like the voice of doom because i always think okay what are the best what's going to be the best the middle and then the worst right and you think well, who wants to listen to us, you know, at the same time? And, you know, and we talk about all these different topics. And today we're actually going to do some Q&A stuff. But, you know, you've been back. Now, you you know, we just did our whole thing on the European breakdown. And I just overheard you talking about the Olympia and trying to make plans. And what's amazing is, dude, it's like you just come back. You know, you're falling back in the sleep patterns, right? You're finally – I'm super shocked yes. you weren't super sick coming back, especially with that time. What was it, six or – Nine hours? Or Nine hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still having trouble keeping up? Or um, I still uh, I still wake up early. early. I'll wake up at like 2.30 or 3, and then I'll make myself go back to like 5. Bed to like Do you 5:30. go to bed earlier? Or? I've been going to sleep around. I go lay down around 10, but I don't fall asleep okay. to like 11.30, 12, like normal. Mm-hmm. I usually, for years, I've operated on five hours of sleep. Yeah, which is, you know, I always talk about like my best schedule and you know, it's, it's, it's a very common question. You know, it's not, not one of our questions today, but like number one, how many hours of sleep do I necessarily need? Mm-hmm. But what is, what was your best schedule? And my best schedule is like in bed by nine and up by six. Mm-hmm. So that's uh six, that's like nine. Like I was 300 pounds at that time, but. Were you able to just, were you able to just go lay down and sleep for nine hours? Yeah, yeah I was. And that's the crazy, unless I get up and use the bathroom when I was training for contests, you know, I'd get up and sometimes I was drinking a lot, but uh, I was, t- you know, I just laid down at nine o'clock and I woke up early and uh, I did take a nap during the day too, which is crazy. But that's why you, you grew the way yeah. you did. I People- mean, they always say naps as a bodybuilder or some are athletes, like short, even if it's 20 minutes is very beneficial. And today, today... The funny thing is, is now everyone talks about ice baths and mm-hmm. and and saunas and everything else as like recovery, where they forget that the sleep is number one. I, I, you know, look, I'm not a coach or anything like that, but I don't understand how more people don't discuss. If you don't sleep, you don't grow. If you don't sleep, your body's know, not but, burning but fat. No, but remember, dude, ten years ten years ago, we never heard of sleep apnea. No, where bodybuilders considered obese tent like i don't know I mean, technically man. yeah i mean sleep apnea has been around a long time but it's more it's relevant prevalent now yeah, in, it's just it's very large discussion in our industry 
And I think it's because it's a, it's a serious problem. And once a couple guys get treated and they see that they can actually sleep, like I have really bad sleep apnea and until How did you know though, that's the question. Like what, what are some of the triggers? <clears throat> Snoring, being tired when you wake up, tossing and turning a lot. I used to wake up choking though. So I knew it like I've coughed blood before. And how long did you wait before you went? Be honest. Seven or eight years ago. That's dude. I didn't know. No, no. How long did you wait before you went and said, you know what? Something's wrong. I need to. Uh, we can't, we went to Dubai and I remember that was really bad. I was falling asleep in meetings. I couldn't stay awake. I, I had not slept in months. So how long do you think it had been going on? My whole life. I've had it my whole life. I remember as a little kid having it. And it's mine is mine is neurological. It's not just from being mm-hmm. bigger. It's mine's neurological. So even if I get back down to 150 pounds, I would still have it. It wouldn't be as severe, but I would still have it. And once I came back, I knew it was really bad because I woke up coughing and choking a couple times. And like I, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die right now. And when I went and saw the doctor, they got me in and they, they did the, the whole sleep test, which now you can get it done really easy. And I did the whole sleep test. And when I went and sat back down with the, the lung doctor, they said, I don't know how to tell you this, but you shouldn't be alive. Like your, your numbers are way off the chart. Like what numbers are they talking about? It was like, I don't, I don't, I don't even, know. I don't know what the, the, the number You have a certain is. amount of apne, apnatic, I think like it's you called. you wake up every yes. certain time. How many times, how yeah. long do you stop breathing for in an hour? And essentially in the hour of night that I was sleeping, I would wake up, my body would twitch or something over 300 times. And I would sleep, it was something like 57 out of 60 minutes I wasn't breathing. So I would not breathe for 50 minutes and then I'd go, and then I'd breathe for four or five seconds and then my body would stop breathing again for another so 40 bad seconds. bad for your heart, right? Yes, bad for your heart. I mean, look, that's what killed Reggie White. So it killed Pimp C, the rapper from- I forget how long ago that was though. Yeah, Reggie White died in I mean, late 90s, I think, yeah. or early 2000s. But once you get treated and once you- in the beginning, it's very difficult because you feel like you're suffocating when you have the mask on. But now, once you put it on, and as soon as the air hits, it's like a soothing where you're like, oh, and then you just go to what, sleep. What, um, like, where does someone go, though, if they want to like, get they go, they go, They go to their doctor and so just say, look. They're making appointments yeah. and I'm having trouble sleeping. Yes. Or I sleep There's something night. that I'm actually working on with Vic, and I actually need to get a hold of him because he owns the largest sleep apnea company in America. And I want to... Uh, I want to get something set up for the fitness world where you can get telemed, non-invasive. Like when I did it, I had to go sit down with the doctor. They had to set an appointment at a clinic in North Vegas and you show up and, and they put you on this crappy bed and they hook you up to all these cables on your forehead and your feet and your legs and your stomach. So it's not and, good, then. and you lay there and there's cameras all over and they're like, here, go to sleep. And you're like, yeah, okay, I can't, I can't just fall asleep. But now you can, you can do it at home and a lot easier where a lot of, they didn't have this option when I did it. But don't you feel like there's a lot of people that have it? I mean, I I think when I was bigger, like I remember snoring and waking up and being like. You for sure had it. Yeah, Yeah. like sleeping on the plane. Like sometimes even now I fall asleep on the plane, but I mean, I wake up and I'm scared, but I don't know. You ever get that on like when you fall asleep and you just like spill a drink or. Yeah. So when I would get it, for whatever reason, I would, it would like something would get caught like I would be breathing and something would come up and it would get caught in between the my windpipe and you know just being able to breathe and I couldn't breathe in if I went it would get caught and I'd just suffocate and so I'd have to go like I'd have to position myself a certain way and breathe through my nose like 
and just sit there for a couple minutes until my body calmed. A lot of times it was stomach acid that would come up and that stomach acid would get caught there and you can't just, you can't breathe and you feel like you're going to die. And I've had this happen probably I'm 50 sure, times. I'm sure a lot of our, a lot of you guys out there have had some sort of sleep apnea, right? I mean, yeah. it'd be, be cool to hear like how people treat yeah. it or whatever else and maybe now they're doing it with the ring and everything else yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. More and that's and i'm actually it, it thank you know us talking about this i'm gonna i'm gonna message Vic when we we get off this and say hey you know when can we talk about doing this because this is a, a huge it's a huge mark and it look it changes your life like regan had it really bad mm-hmm. and i could tell he had it bad and now that he has his machine he has a travel machine he has one at home and he's like, dude, it, it changed my life. Brian Shaw has it. Same thing. He's like, dude, I can't yeah. function without it. I know it. a lot of the guys have it. Yeah, speak of that. So on the health aspect, I go actually tomorrow for my blood work. So I haven't had blood work done since before my fit for 50. So it's been probably four months. Is it going to find out how much gear you took? <laughs> no. <laughs> I will see what my test levels are. Are they going to be 6,000 or something? No, Meals no, will I'm tell you it's sure. normal? Yeah. <laughs> People love that. Huh? I keep coming. You know, it's funny. I'm on YouTube, like looking at stuff, and I just put up a crazy YouTube on JTV, and I let's talk from the heart a little bit about how I'm going to stop training as much. But every time I turn on YouTube, I see this thing: you're not taking enough tests. Is some someone did a video on Milos at the podcast telling yeah. me that I'm not taking enough tests or I t- need to take more or something? Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, because he's. I don't know what the limits, you know, it's kind of funny what everyone's, everyone's level, like comfortable level is, right? Yeah, everyone's different. I mean, a doctor would tell you, oh yeah, 400's good, and then <laughs> someone, another one tells you 600, and then Milos is like, if you're not at least 1,000, you're, you're like, garbage, in, you're a woman. No, you're a woman, woman, yeah, 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 that's what he said. I don't so, even know, look, the last time I got mine back, it said like 290, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and I got it back, but... But, you know, like for years, you know, I'd stay on top of it. You just get busy. I just don't care. No, I mean, but, you you know, dude, it's your health markers. And that's why, like, literally, I, I mean, since we, we finished this whole thing and I'm really making a run for now just focusing on, okay, fitness. Like, my life is fitness and not, like, bodybuilder-ish, right, and multiple meals. I was just eating a, a J-Bowl, actually. That what do you think of those? Effect. I thought it was good. It was, I just had two. I had two since I came down here today. Look at this. A little easier. You know, I sit here and complain about it all the time because I'm like, dude, I don't want to have to, you know, cook the food, and sometimes I don't have time, right? So it's a little easier to pack the, pack the meals. and. I get so lazy with it. I'll be at home, and I have all the food, and I'm like, it's just so it. easy to three- Boom, 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 door dash, and away your food comes. I know. Well, that's, I mean, plus you just got home. So, yeah. you know, you're recovering. <coughs> you're back in the gym training. I mean, you seem more motivated than yeah. when you left. Because no, there was, there you was, didn't even train when you were there. No. So tell us about your foot issue now. No, so, so I, for the last couple months, you know, I, I got something done on my shoulder. My left shoulder was surgically repaired. And I got like some work done on the tendon, and it got so bad I couldn't barely move it. Like it almost either, Reaggravated something, but or didn't you get tissue work done? Yeah, that's what it was. It was, too, I think, that it was just too aggressive. And for at least six to eight weeks, it hurt even just doing this. And now I'm feeling somewhat normal, so I've been back in the gym for the last uh, you know, th- since I got back and I train every day. And you know, even when I went and did uh, like, like uh, the incline uh, hammer strength chest press. I put two and a half plates on it. I could do it like 15 times in it and I had no pain. So it feels good to be able to just go train without pain. So I'm, I can already feel my body getting back to the way it was. I'm sweating all day now and I'm hungry all day. And, and I wasn't for a long time, but 
while we were overseas, I've had like this weird pain in the bottom of my foot for a while. Like it was just a little sore and I kind of just, you know, just, it is what it is. And while we were overseas, it got really bad. Like right in the bottom of the middle part of your, not the middle part of your foot, but just south of where your toes are, where kind of the knuckles are on the foot. It felt like there was like a ball underneath and it just, it hurt. And it was to the point where I was like limping really bad, but I still, while I was overseas, I thought thought for sure I said either I have a hairline fracture or something's broke because I've ran in, you know, my left toe, my, my third toe from the left was actually pointed this way where it's normally straight. And I'm like, all right, something's not good here, but I still did everything while I was over there. I still walked around. I still did everything. I just limped and I'm sure people probably look ridiculous. But I went when I got back. I went and saw the the foot surgeon, and he looked at it, and he told me that there's a there's a tendon so that runs across. Up right now or? Yeah, it's wrapped up. Okay. It's there's a tendon that runs across, and he said that tendon was either partially torn or it's moved. He could tell it was moved, and he said, and and you could see the way my my toe was pointed up, that by taping it a certain way, it forces my toe back down, and then the tendon moves up, and now I'm not walking on it. But he said, I have to do that for the next month. So I have like, I have to tape my toe a certain way, really tight, and it forces it. You down. know what's amazing is you think, okay, it's one toe. Yeah. It's like when you, when I strain my calves, I've yeah. done this several times training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't realize how much you utilize oh. it until you can yeah. utilize it. Even last night, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go train. I'm like, oh, I can train yeah. back. No big yeah. deal. Then you realize like the every movement <laughs> you're pushing down on your feet. Dude, it's, it's, it's like I, you don't realize how much your calf muscles work yeah. until you get an injury and realize that, holy crap, I can't walk right. Yes. So, and that's happened. My plantaris muscle, I tore, like I tore it in the gym uh-huh. and. I was like, oh, what? They're like, oh, it does nothing. I said, well, it does nothing, but it can't walk without Every it. step. And I don't even realize that. He's like, oh, just kind of stay off your foot. I'm like, oh, yeah. no problem. And you're like, if I have to go to the bathroom, I have to walk. Yeah. If I go get some food, I have to I walk. Know, I can't cra- just it's crazy, sit right? here all day. But even last night when I'm training back, I'm like looking around. I'm like, I can't do any rows because you have to push your feet mm-hmm. down the pressure and it hurts. And I'm like, well, this machine I can't do because it's underneath my knees and I have to push down. And I'm like, okay, there's three machines I can do. So I just. Did what it I could is, do. It's, it's disappointing when you're in your mid-40s, not even mid. I'm not even mid-40s yeah. yet. I'm close. And it's like your body's breaking down. It's telling you. Normally, it's like injury after injury, you know. Yeah. And it's like, what is it telling you? I mean, that, when I tore my bicep and stuff, that was my body talking to me, being like, okay, enough you're is done. enough, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's hard because you have to try to pivot around that. And, like, you're motivated to train right now. You came home. Yeah. You didn't train for, like, three weeks, right? No, I didn't train for two and a half and, months. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. you're motivated. You know what I was thinking about, though? When I was in uh, Vienna, I went up those. It's, like, almost 100 meters up. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. those staircases. Yeah. And I was thinking, every step I took, I was stepping right on that spot. And I remember getting to the top, and I'm like, Oh my God! There's something so wrong with my foot. What am I doing? But you wouldn't take it back because you got no, to visualize no. something. You got to see something. And of course, you never saw. Before. Of course, so it was, it was worth it. <laughs> you deal with the pain, and uh, so I'm in there with the the, the surgeons, you know, looking around at my foot, and he's got his assistant there, and and I said, he goes, yeah, you got to wear some shoes. I said, well, what about these Converse? And he's like, those are the worst shoes you can wear. Possible worst shoes you can wear. I'm like, I wear them every day. Uh, Converse people are going to be. I have like, I have like 30 pairs of Converse, and I'm like, I like these. The flat shoe, yeah. Because on my feet, my left foot is flat, my right foot is arched. Because my, when I was a child, I was walking on a a seawall and it collapsed on me, and I fell on a bed of oysters and I cut half my foot, almost bled to death. So there's a bunch of scar. So my left foot is flat, so they feel comfortable. My right foot has an arch. So now, 
I can't wear my Converse. So I'm like, he's like, well, go get some Brooks or some New Balance. I'm like, I have two pairs of New Balance, so I guess I'll be wearing those for the next. You're wearing Air, Air Maxes today. Yeah, these these it doesn't these have a decent uh, decent support. So I'll have to go buy some of those old man New Balance. I'm sure you have four or five pairs. No, I used to buy New Balance when I ha- was huge because they are they fit a wide. They're foot. wide, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a super wide foot. I had like why don't you wear them now? Your foot's still wide. No, it, I know, but it doesn't seem like I don't like it. Seemed like it was more pressure before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <coughs> I'm wearing, yeah, but you wear like. Like Jordans and those things are pretty narrow, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think when I lost the weight, I lost like a lot of that. It's from all the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> according to Milos, you know. <laughs> so, so what we wanted to do, okay? Because uh, I know we get a lot of ton of questions on here, and today we're going to answer questions that the fans wrote in, and mm-hmm. obviously, uh, we would love more questions because yeah. I think we're going to do this. So we're calling this episode what? So this is uh, whatever. Uh, Cutler cast it is, but we're going to start doing what would Jay do, and it's it's people can ask okay. questions on like what they want to know what you would do in their situation. So this will be the first episode of what would Jay do answering questions, and we have a you put something up on Instagram saying ask me some questions. Yes. So I'm sure you'll do this on a regular basis. You can either ask, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll start doing a post on the Cutler cast page and say ask your questions for what would jay do and have them list their questions yeah so so we wanted because we we know we get so many i mean obviously there's a lot of comments and you know a lot of it time it's because of what you know what's triggered on this podcast but i wanted to do something really cool to kind of give back because i know there's been so many questions so i know i got like eight that i wanted to at least go over and of course Mm -hmm. i'm going to run off of these and maybe some conversation between so let's I, I sent him to Matt, so I voice note him to you, and he yeah, was like you know so what? mad people, because he's like, "Why didn't you screenshot him?" So I no, said, no, well, the timeout. I'm going to say this: shoot a con- computer screen. Go ahead. Say so, yeah. so I'm sitting here, and he's like, and all of a sudden, I see all these voice notes yeah. coming through. I'm like thinking, "Oh, this is important." He's yeah. like, "No, these are the questions." I'm thinking, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't." So I click it, and he it's types like, fast, and though. you're like reading them off, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. "What a fucking dick!" And I'm like, so now I have to hold my phone and play them, and I have to go back. Well, he and showed I'm up, typing. And, he, and he had it. He didn't bring a second computer. Yeah. So I, <laughs> and he thought, "Oh my gosh, I forgot the question." So I'm like, "That's all right. They're in my phone. I'll just put them on the thing." And oh, oh, you oh, so you could just <laughs> show them to me, but yeah. instead you send a voice note. No, so no, I, have to I, I would transcribe. Put, I would play them on the voice, and you could just narrate them. So. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. And we're going to get rolling with the questions. Okay. So the first one is, Jay, do you still follow the same nutrition since you competed or how has it changed since retirement? You would avoid nuts and avocados and fats and such sort. How has it changed? So funny, uh, Chris Aceto had me on like a super low fat diet from the beginning. So I always mention this, like when I had the opportunity to work with Chris, I was like super blessed because he didn't charge me the first time. And I, uh, he wrote a six meal a day diet and he put it on my refrigerator. And I think from the very beginning, he taught me very simplistic eating. So basically he wanted to make it as easy as possible on him and on myself so I could make adjustments. So he basically wrote, you know, six meals a day and it was like the same basic thing. So say it was egg whites and oatmeal for one meal, one meal, two was like steak and baked potato. Meal three was like chicken and rice meal four the same. And I think the last meal was always like egg whites, right? Mm-hmm. He believed in low fat, okay? And back then I was, you know, I was, I, I was, I wouldn't call myself an easy gainer, but I was more stocky, right? I graduated high school yeah. at 200. I had muscle definition. I worked concrete. Uh, I was rather lean, but not overly lean where I was a super hard gainer. Yeah. Now, obviously. So mesomorph. 
I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what you would call me. But I did gain like 50 pounds the first year of training once he put me on a nutrition program, okay, because I learned how to eat six meals a day. I mean, I was working concrete eating twice a day or once a day sometimes. So I think I just worked with what my body did. Now, as we got further into life and, you know, fitness and things on the internet and everything else, this bro science now has, okay, let's, let's switch fats instead of carbohydrates. Everyone knows protein and carbs have the same calories, right? It's four calories per gram where fat has nine calories per gram. So even if it's good or bad fat, like if we're talking like nuts, avocados, I think that can be good to kind of halt the metabolism, especially as you get into lean, lean shape. So What's different about working with Chris and then working with Hani in 2009, 10, and 11, Hani was a believer in adding some fats once I was lean enough, but off-season I would still stick to more of just eating protein, carbs, and try to stay like a little less on the fats unless I had a cheat meal, right? I'd have burgers and fries and whatever else. But Mm -hmm. I think the nuts and avocado and all that stuff can come in very handy as you're lean down and you need to kind of halt the metabolism a bit or maintain a little fullness. And now you just witnessed this with Regan. Yes. Because he was burning, you know, he was eating so much food. Yes. And this is this is one thing I can tell you is like when I was, I always talk about it at, there were times I was eating a thousand grams of carbs a day because I was training four times, the activity levels were high. <clears throat> I felt like maybe I could have benefited adding some fats in there, but definitely if you're, under high intensity training, you're working with a lean body. I think the fats can be very beneficial, but I do not honestly add anything like that in. What I do now is eat more loosely. So do I eat avocado when I go out for sushi? Yes. Yeah. I don't add it with any meals. Do I eat nuts? I do have peanuts at home. Okay. I was always an almond butter guy. I do have almond butter, but I don't use as a filler in my meals to kind of halt my metabolism even for the fit for 50 to be honest i just stayed on more of a low fat protein carbohydrate type diet but regan just used it i think to kind of halt his metabolism yeah right? I mean, when he was when he was bump uh, it. when he was backstage it was hard he, he had over over a thousand grams of carbs and he just wasn't feeling it and as soon as he put the fats uh, high in. fats in high salt in you could see his body coming to life just from the fats and the salt so it's not something I add, but not to say I still think it's very beneficial for certain people. If you're a hard gainer, for sure. I always tell people, well, I'm eating so much food in this. And, and if they're honest about it, we'll start adding some fats. Add avocado to some meals. Add, add some almond butter or almonds or, or nuts almonds, or whatever, yeah. right? It will help because it will help the muscle absorb and stay a little fuller for so, longer. So the, the main question was, what's the difference between your like your nutrition from competition? Is it the same types of things, just same, less? Same, same exact program. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not eating six meals a day. For the no. fit for 50, I did. Uh, it's the same foods, but just a lot less. Yeah. Or sometimes more, honestly. Yeah. I mean, depending. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I go out and eat a huge portion of steak or potato yeah. or sometimes whatever Sometimes it just happens, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it doesn't affect your metabolism. But still the same way. foods. Like the breakfast is the same. I have... This morning I had Ezekiel bread and egg whites, two whole eggs. I had oatmeal this morning, which I usually have grits. I did have oatmeal this morning. 
And then I just had chicken, rice, and veggies like my last two meals. So I've had three meals already today. I will get five meals in today for it's sure. Only, it's only one. Yeah, I mean, I've already had three meals because okay. I've been up since 6 o'clock. The next question. Give us your thoughts on Big Rami not competing this year. Why do you think he made the decision? And what do you think his chances are coming back and being able to kind, win it kind, again? Kind of a shocker. So we didn't discuss this because yeah. this just news just broke this week. Yes. Um. Did I expect it? I actually thought he was going to compete. I really? really thought he was going to. Now, people are like, we haven't seen any pictures of him. Well, we he never, never really do did. anyway. Yeah. Uh, although last year when he put that picture up, I don't know how many weeks out that was. I said, show is over. <laughs> how, wrong, how wrong were we, yeah. right? I mean, I talked about him at the Arnold. I thought he was very improved at the Arnold. I thought he didn't necessarily get a fair look there. Yeah. Um, shame on me. I mean, I probably would have put him... A little more he should have been battling okay. um, Is he going to be able to come back? Dude, I, I'm. it's going to be very difficult him, now him not competing this year. Yeah. I think unless he gets in the early shows next year. Remember, he's Mr. Olympia, so he's qualified for life. He can yes. come back in 10 years if he wants. Once you step away and you get back into real life, it's, it's much different. It's and Rami doesn't need money. He doesn't thrive on the fame. It's really going to come down to what he wants to do. But I can tell you, once, once he steps away and maybe he attends the show or doesn't attend and sees either a repeat champ or a new champ, mm -hmm. it's going to make that much more difficult for him to get that fire to come back. Does that make sense to you? Just like anything else, when you're in a routine of, and, and I can't speak for him, but if you're in the routine of anything in life, when you step away, when you come back, it's not like it was when I, you I did it. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to give you a prime example. So in 11, I, I had the mindset I was going to win five. I got injured. I lost to Phil. I had only won four titles. I still plan to retire. In that meantime, you know, I started up Cutler Nutrition. I got back to normal downsizing, right? And, you know, we had this whole thought process of me, you know, maybe I'm going to do a comeback. And I came back in 13, and I literally thought, I'm going to be in contention to win this thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought leading into the show, even my body was coming around and I'm like, wow, I'm starting to get into the rhythm, even though I traveled a lot and I only locked in for like 12 or 16 weeks. You had the weeks. bus tour. Yeah, I had the there. bus tour that year, but then I locked in. I locked in for like 12 weeks. I didn't travel and my body was just starting to come around. And I really thought, and when I stood on that stage, I just got outclassed, outmasked. I was a shadow of what I would have been. Yeah. If I gave myself another year, I still think I could have came back. So I think for Rami, yes, he can come back, but I don't feel like he should rush it and say, okay, since he sat out the Olympia, he jumps in the Arnold or the early shows. Like to, to see, I think he needs to really take the time and plan accordingly. And I think he should really do his best to say, okay, maybe not even next year compete, I mean, he's going to be 40 by that time. Yeah. He needs to see where his head is at. You know, he has a family. He's got more important things. So, You know what's going through my head right now? I'm thinking of Conor McGregor. Yeah. Where once you've gotten that money, like, and once you, like, you are fighting to, to provide for your family. And now when the money's there and the fame's there, you might not have that same just, like, like you need it's, it. It's like, but see, the thing is with Conor, <laughs> he's, that leg shattered right at a compound yeah. fracture. They're going to eye that. So that's his, his vulnerability spot. Yeah. 
Rami has holes that he needs to fix. And if those holes aren't fixed, that's going to damage him on stage. So he has to look at the big picture and realize that being the biggest isn't necessarily the best now, right? The lower lats need to be Back to where they were. Yes. And is that possible? And if they're not, when he turns around, they're still going to nitpick that stuff. Are the... You know, is, are the arms going to be better? Are the triceps going to be, he had, you know, he went for the stem cells and all that. That's really what it comes down to. He knows, he knows if his body's going to so, be better. And you know, when you get off season blown out, doesn't mean that's what you're going to look like when you come down for a contest. Like that muscle fullness may not stay there. Yeah. So it's, it, we know he's out. We're going to miss him. It opens up one more spot. Now we've, we've kind of counted to yeah. how many qualified versus we, I know we have legions and we have, France this weekend, yeah. which we assume. I'm assuming Nathan Nathan's going to win. That's a tough show. So, so that's not going to qualify anyone. But who will Legions qualify if there's anyone new? If it's Justin, if it's Justin uh, Charles Griffin, Charles Griffin, one of those guys, yeah. or it'll probably no qualify disre- somebody. No disrespect. We we just I'm talking about I the know like John Jewett's in it. I think. Too. Yeah, yeah. So he can come back. Yeah. He could win it. I'm never going to say someone can't win it because I did. Of course. I, I would hate if someone said I couldn't come back and win it. I was yeah. disappointed in someone. So, Rami, if you're lo- watching this or if you're a fan of Rami, we wish you the best and we're yeah. going to miss you this year. We hope we see you in Orlando for the contest. Yes, for sure. Uh, what does it mean if you have a large split between your morning weight and night weight? I lost almost five or six pounds from sleeping eight hours. What does this mean? Everyone retains a different amount of water. I mean, I would drink up to two gallons a day. Even to, even now, I mean, I'm a big drinker. You know, you go out to eat yeah. with me, I drink, shoot, at least a quarter gallon of water when I'm, like, drinking, uh, eating a meal. But um, I had a huge fluctuation. That was one thing with me. Uh, I really had to make sure I was, you know, hydrated enough. I... I went through the night and I would do, I would lose 10 pounds. I mean, every weekend I traveled, I always talked about Why that. Why do you think minimum. that is? I just think, you know, there's a lot of factors, but you just, routine is, is the main thing and stress fact, factors. And, you know, some people just tend, I mean, bigger guys are going to be more water retentive. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. remember your muscles like 70% water. So Whole body is, yeah. so you need to, you need to stay hydrated. And if you're a big drinker, I think it's great if your body's, pushing fluids like that i think i you know and obviously i'm not an expert or anything but when you go to sleep at night your body is still your organs are still moving your heart's still beating you're still burning calories and if your metabolism is really fast if you're just laying there for eight hours your metabolism is still burning those calories and if you're sweating even it could be a small amount you're sweating and that your that your sheets are absorbing it you could sweat you know, four or five pounds out. And then you go you go to the bathroom and you have one of those 45-second pees in the morning. You don't realize you might have peed out four or 500, you know, milliliters, and that's two, three pounds. The crazy thing is, is like, you know, I would, when I was training for contests, like I would drink a ton before I went to bed and I'd do like fast, like a, a session of cardio, right? So mm-hmm. my metabolism is that much faster. So when I yeah. lay down and you're right, my body was go, going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Mind was shut off, but like your body's still moving everything through. And I mean, we're burning through like a lot of fluids. I remember sense. reading something years ago. It showed like a certain percentage of your calories that you burn all night just sleeping there. You're still burning calories. I would say, though, people deprive themselves the most of proper fluids. Yeah, I and, do. You know, sure. they drink too much caffeine or like they're just, you know, just not 
putting ample water in there. You've made an effort since you came back yeah. from Europe to start drinking more water because you were drinking the diet pop. Diet sodas and coffee all day. All day. I always have. So, But I'm doing my best to at least try to get a gallon of actual just water. I'm telling you, water, I mean, sometimes you got to carry the gallon around with you. I mean... Sometimes people snicker at those people in the gym when they carry those gallon waters around. But I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, it's very important for anyone with a fitness routine or someone trying to lose weight to keep their fluids high, you know, in their body. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there specific foods you should eat when trying to put on mass, including proteins, carbs, fats? What's the best suggestion if I am a hard gainer? Red meat, um, chicken, you know, protein has to stay high enough. Um, eggs, I would say for, for mainly for proteins. Um, and then for, you know, your carbohydrates obviously are important too, cause that's glycogen. If you're a hard gainer, you know, you have to have an ample amount of protein and carbohydrates. I mean, like we just talked about the fats earlier, you know, if there's some good fats in there, you might have to add some, some good fats in certain meals. I just wouldn't take those fats around the workouts. Mm-hmm. I would take them more like later in the day mm-hmm. and you almost replace some of the carbohydrates with that. But uh, definitely red meat. Like anyone you know, hey, I want to put on some size. What would you eat? Always, right. always. I remember natural creatine in there. I remembered listening to I think it was Victor Conte or one of those other guys talking about the amount of nutritional value. How much more is in red meat versus chicken or turkey or pork or anything else? But like red meat, bison especially because it's low in uh, cholesterol. But you notice any of these guys that are really big and really strong, like look at Brian Shaw. He was eating, he was eating like five pounds of bison a day. I remember Branch Warren talking about that for years. I, I he was, would go shoot a bison, and he would eat bison five times a day. Early on, when I was trying to put on the mass, I would have red meat four times a day when I was in my yep. early twenties. Um, remember, I was eating the best cuts too because I was getting it from the butcher out in Spencer, Mass. You know, I was buying it from a an actual shop, um, not going to the grocery store and buying all my beef and stuff like that. But, you know, lean red meat, uh, definitely some chicken. I would, you know, like eggs. I mean, I would look at, you know, you were big. I never ate more than two eggs a day, but shoot, a lot of people eat six or eight yeah. eggs. Remember the there was that theory that, oh, you know, the high cholesterol, eggs are so bad for you. It's coming. The studies are showing the eggs aren't so bad for you now, right? There's a lot of lot of minerals and vit- like there's a lot in an egg the, white. The nutritional you know? values in the, in the Yeah, yolk. like, you know, we talk about the egg white being three grams of protein where a, a whole egg has like nine grams of protein, yeah. right? Yeah. I I mean. I wouldn't, red I meat. wouldn't steer away from, yeah, but red meat probably would be the red number meat. one. Thing. And, you know, the thing with cholesterol, again, I remember listening to uh, Michael Savage. He's a, even though he's a political commentator, he's got his PhD in uh, epidemiology. And I remember him talking about, you know, cholesterol is a genetic disposition. It's not necessarily one guy could have one egg a day and his cholesterol could be through the roof. The next guy could have 20 eggs a day and his cholesterol could be low. So the whole cholesterol thing where people are like, don't eat this, it's bad for you. It depends on you. You know, you just have to get your blood work done and see if, if you're having these problems. I've never had a cholesterol problem and I used to eat a dozen eggs a day for many years and I would eat red meat five, six times a day. I don't think my cholesterol has ever been over 200, ever. And that's just me. And then I remember my grandmother, she used to eat one egg a day. She'd eat like three meals a day and her cholesterol was over 400. Yeah, see, I never had an issue with that. I mean, I, yeah. like I said, I never went over two, two whole eggs a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, like I said, tried to eat more low fat, <clears throat> the cholesterol. Like I, would, like I said, the super lean beef. Mm-hmm. 
I was getting from a butcher. I thought that was the cleanest. I, I wish I'm I still sure. had that advantage. You know, yeah. I lived in the woods then. It was a lot easier. But. Says, uh, I'm getting back into it after almost eight years off, and I've already caught up after eight months. Will you talk about fully extending your arms straight versus keeping them slightly bent during arm curls? You Is this a joke or... Well, you, you're the form king. That's what know? I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna, think, you, think about, you didn't even realize when you read that question. No, no I know, because I'm thinking you're yeah, the one yeah. doing the, the I, form I, king. I, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm the right guy to ask, but... Um, <laughs> so when I do curls, I tend to like use a little bit of body motion. A mm-hmm. lot of body motion. A lot, yeah. You mean a little bit. You so, sway. So... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I actually keep constant tension, so I don't think I go all the way down, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think how I do it. You know, it's kind of funny. You do these exercises, you don't really think about it till you have to explain you it. You still have constant tension, even yeah, though you sweat. So, so I don't lock down. I just keep like, because this is the movement, right? For me, yeah. this is the exercise. So I guess, you know, I don't fully lock the, I don't lock out on anything, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think I locking think out's tri- good. I think even triceps, it, that's a lockout for me. So you, it's not like I do. No do arms like straight out you know what i mean i I think what i think what they're asking is you know should you do the full curl or is it better doing you know three quarter let let him in uh he's gonna get in i don't want him to walk away sorry we had junior at the my keys in the door um i had it locked i i sorry guys i just locked um the office yeah uh but i i think i think what they're talking about is do you do full curls or do you or is it better to just do three quarters? i think it's more like i think it's more constant tension okay i mean that's what i think that's my opinion on it um Mm -hmm. what's up junior um look at this guy yeah he looks he comes in like a movie star look at this guy he kind of reminded me of what's his name (laughs) in ferris bueller's day off (laughs) got the shades on max headroom shades So, so um, got the yeah, button-up shirt. Constant <laughs> tension is always good. Like, I use, like, shorter rep ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone has their own training style, man. That's that's Find how works I best see for you. it. I mean, look at, like, these guys do the strict curls, right? They back up against the wall, and they, like, I don't. And their arms still suck. Yeah, well, there's. Some every, do, some don't. Everyone has different genetics. Of course. Guys yeah. train their arms every single day. We say to take 72 hours in between. I mean, everyone's yeah. genes, right? Yeah. Find out where it works best for you. Yeah. I've been following you since 2015. You have never done ice baths or cold plunges. What is your recovery routine? I've gotten a lot of offers for free ice baths. And, I know. Uh, I think I got one the other day, yeah, too. Yeah. One of my boys. It's kind of funny. So Angie and I were sitting last night, and we're looking at, you know, infrared saunas. Because mm-hmm. she really wants one. Um, so I was Is that garbage, or is it actually No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Because I, I don't do them. I don't do ice kidding, baths. I've never done ice baths, and I, I've never done them because I don't want to. I don't know. I just yeah. I mean, my thing is like I said, it's sleeping, tissue work. I've never done them because I feel like that's what everyone is doing now, and I haven't tried it. Um, Junior, what about ice baths or dry or saunas or infrared? It's good, right? If you want an ice bath, I'll dump a bucket I, no, of water. No, but in your I, head. dude, I don't like being cold. I went to the cryotherapy, and I don't know if this is the kind of I've the done same it once. thing, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Actually, me and David Bay went, and okay. he went for like two minutes, and I was like, "Oh, I got to go longer." Mm-hmm. And I got about a minute into it. I'm like, "Oh, this sucks." I'm like, "I refuse to lose to David Bay." I'm Did like, you lose or no? Of course okay. not. There was no way I was going to so lose. So, what David. was the question? I don't do them. They want to know what your recovery. Okay, what's your recovery? Tissue work, sleeping. 
I used to do saunas. I mean, I used mm-hmm. to go after the gym if your gym has a sauna. But listen, a lot of people don't have that ability. Like they're at training at home or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, tissue work, number one. Sleep, well, sleep's number sleep, one. Yes. Um, I mean, I used to do everything. Yoga. I don't know. You know, I don't know about this whole like cold plunge and ice bath. It's like they this, say it's good for your mental state too. Probably. That's what they're saying. The ice baths are good for like concentration i know brian shaw swears by him you know obviously he puts it but he does he has like two hot tubs okay one's got hot one's got cold and i think he goes back and forth and i remember uh uh chris bumstead talking about it because he has the that uh that condition where he likes they wanted it. to it give him medication well him, right? but he said that that cold bath like actually does more for him than any okay. medication so he doesn't have to take it so for him it seems like it, it really works well but I'm assuming it, it has benefits. I just don't. If, I don't know if someone wants to reach out and and give us a cold, and pay plunge us a bunch or, of money. No, no, give us a cold we plunge. Can get or a cold plunge. Okay, well, maybe we'll get one and we'll try it out and we'll let you guys no, know. We but. need to film you sitting in it. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. So, thank you. Just gave me a great idea. I That's, appreciate that question. Have you ever seen that cold as balls? With, uh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to ask yeah, him if yeah. you can go on there <laughs> just to see you freezing in, in that. Um, let's see. Why don't you increase your weight slightly? Not back to your competition weight, but if you went up 10 to 20%, that would be really cool. That's not really a question. I think you're just being called out. Oh, I had, why don't I increase the weight? Oh, like, why don't you just put on like 10 oh. to 20% would mean you putting on like 40 pounds. Yeah, I mean, I kind of did the fit for 50, so I think it... But I mean, how much I did made, your weight go up? I, I lost weight, but yeah. the truth is, is I don't know. I just don't really want... I think bulking is hate that word bulking i don't think this person realizes that 10 to 20 percent if you're 240 is 25 to 50 pounds that's you being 275 to 300 that's it's a huge difference um it's the time um i don't know if i could do it like on what kind of regimen i'm doing with uh supplements uh food obviously more extreme food Mm -hmm. and then i think it's more just the effort the how i feel you know it's what like i mean it becomes a full-time job i don't miss i don't miss that size the only time i miss the size is when i actually get to watch one of my training videos and say man i remember walking in the gym and feeling like i could get under any machine and do any exercise and immediately i was pumped up because yeah. today it's not the same like i go no. to the gym and train and it's like i don't feel the muscle come alive like that yeah. sometimes i do it just depends on the body part but like i always talk about my shoulders are the biggest disappointment for me because i don't really get a big pump in the shoulders i started to get a little bit as i got deeper into the prep last but for me <clears throat> i just miss that crazy pump and whatever else but i don't miss the effort to get there does that make sense of course I mean, it's dude it's 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 a full-time just- but i think at 50 it's just like bigger is not better. I talk constantly say this, right? At fifty years old, you cannot have two hundred and seventy five to three hundred pounds of body weight in what people may not understand. If you're two hundred and seventy five to three hundred pounds of muscle mass, it's way harder on the heart than two hundred and seventy five to three hundred pounds if somebody's overweight with fat, because muscle requires more blood volume. And at that age, at fifty years old, weighing that much, it's actually dangerous. So yeah, I mean, no I'm backing down the training as it yes. is. Like I'm going to do it as we get older. We need to be smaller. Now. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be dangerous. But and the last question would be, um, what do you think you're accomplishing for one hour of cardio? You do one hour. Is it for a calorie burn? 
You always said cardio is counterproductive for bodybuilding. Please explain. Good question, actually. You're getting um, called out, sir. No, no. So, number one, metabolism boost. So, I never look at calories. So, mm -hmm. I don't have a, I don't do any calorie counters or anything like that. I know people today are measuring steps, like they do that whole step thing, 10,000 steps a day. I do the fasted cardio in the morning. My, I actually meditate. I, I hate to say this because it's, I don't know, it sounds awkward, but I use it as kind of a thought process to kind of navigate my day, plan my day. Mm -hmm. um, it's my me time, right? Yeah. Where I can really just kind of concentrate and, and plan everything in my head and, and, talk, and think about all the problems, talk to myself. Yeah. Um, but it is, a, it is a metabolism boost. I feel it helps, that metabolism helps burn fat. I feel it's great for the heart. I get up and drink, you know, two glasses of two big glasses of water in the morning. And then uh, I dive right into, you know, an hour of cardio. But I think it really helps kind of set the, the tone for my day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if I definitely feel better doing the hour. Like I've not gone back to losing that. Like I've stayed at, I moved my way up from 20 minutes to 30 to 40 to 45 to one full hour. And I'm still doing that one full hour, even though the fit for 50 is finished. Do you do it at once or do you split All it up? once. And then even, sec even like a lot of days I'll do a second session, but my goal now is to only train three to four days a week total. Mm -hmm. And that might be three or four days in a row. It might be every other day. I'm going to train the body, my body parts once a week and it's going to be, you know, only three or four days in the gym. So like yesterday I did legs. My next workout might be like chest and shoulders. And then I might do like back and arms or something. And another day, and yes. And that's how I'll, but I'll probably try to space it out. So it's like, I'll go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then take the weekends off. That's kind of the goal of my schedule right now. Yeah, that's good. I remember when I was younger, wanting to i would know the night before i'd get so excited when i was going to train i'm going to train legs too, tomorrow and i'm going to do this and this and this and this and i would get so excited and now when someone's like hey what are you training tomorrow i'm like i don't know I'm like when are you going to decide i'm like when i walk in the door <laughs> i used to pre pre-write in my journal the movements yeah and i would have the four sets to yeah. each one but i didn't have the amounts yet mm -hmm. right and how many reps so I literally could look at the journal and say, okay, I already mapped it out from the day prior. That's yeah. how excited I was. To, yeah. Dude, I used to get up at four in the morning and drive 45 minutes to a gym yep. just to train on hammer strength or use a certain calf machine. Or I remember there was like the ham tractor for hamstrings, yeah. the seated hamstring. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go get on that machine. I really thought, like, you know, how, like you, I bought my first thing of protein and I was like, this is the secret. Yeah. And I drank it all in a day, right? And I had the, I was on the <laughs> toilet. I thought that that ham tractor was going to give me the best hamstrings ever. Because that was like, I had great quads, but shitty hamstrings. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is going to help me. And that's like, you know, you really think that stuff. Yeah. And I used to drive out there to the gym and I used to get there and I'd be, it's funny, I'd be done training by like eight o'clock. And Do you still remember the first time you got a supplement? Was it protein? Yeah, no, I bought the I bought Perfect. It was called Perfect Eleven Hundred, uh -huh. and I literally brought it bought it from GNC. I saved up the money and I brought it home. And I remember placing it on my. I was remember I was downstairs in my dad's house and I placed it on the table, and I'm like, "This is it. 
<laughs> and I saved the bottle after, you know, I went through the bottle yeah. and I saved it and put it on the shelf because I wanted like when people walk in be like, oh, he's serious. He's got the <laughs> bottle there. You sound worse than me. You know what I mean? But that's, dude, you think that stuff. No, I, mean, I, I remember, I remember seeing the magazine and there was an ad for Fort Swain Sports Nutrition. This is 20 something years ago. And I remember calling the guy. And what I'm is like, it called? It was called Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Sports Nutrition, okay, Indiana. Okay. He had an ad in like one of the Muscle Mag International. In the back of them? Yeah, with all the pictures. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this guy is Celtech. Yeah. So I bought <laughs> Celtech. And I remember calling him and he's like, yeah, I'm the owner and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you know, I got this new stuff in. It's like top secret. It comes in capsules and it's called Andrustine Dion. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, this is like stronger than steroids. And I know I took steroids. <laughs> he's going on and on and on and on and on. And I remember getting it in, and I'm thinking, at the time, I was living with my and grandparents. It, yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. I was living with my grandparents, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got this cell tech. I got to hide it. I can't. My grandma will see this, and she's like, going to lose, think I've got some weird drug in here or something. Did you <laughs> buy the Andro? Yeah, I bought everything. Andro was good then. Of course. Because I remember when I was in my early 20s, I was sitting down with my uncle. My uncle was my, my doctor. And I started getting stretch marks. Yeah. And I was like, I want to take drugs. And he's like, you're already on drugs. And I'm like... No, I'm not. And he goes, that's called strie. He's like, that's, and I said, that's because I'm so huge. I'm what like, is it called? Strie, which means stretch marks. Oh, okay. And I said, no, it's from I'm so huge. He's like, you're not that huge. He's like, that's from a hormonal imbalance. You have mixed up hormones. I can see it. I know what I'm talking about. You're a liar. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking anything. Dude, they, not, they banned it. But it was Andro. Andro. Yes. They, yep. they banned it. Of course. Remember the companies would come out and they'd have like the snap out. Like, yeah. And so I, you, you thought it was, it was real gear. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep so i had so i was taking this and i remember like thinking like going to the gym the first time and i'm like these guys have no idea i got cell tech in me and i got andrestine in me and i'm gonna this gym up do we <laughs> i never forget when we were training like we would do our little lifts for high school and uh -huh. like i was a sophomore and we started lifting in this gym and this kid one day brought in joe weeder's uh chewable amino acids right uh -huh. and it had a picture of joe with his arms you know <laughs> in a bottle and i remember dude it was like chalk but we were all <laughs> sitting around he's like kid eat these and we were, you had to eat like eight at a time or something and we uh -huh. would chew them and literally it was like it was like sawdust in your mouth you know uh -huh. what i mean but we were like didn't care because we thought this was oh my god we're gonna get huge from these amino acids the only other time and i'll probably say this to him when i see him the only other time i remembered buying supplements tim gardner got me Beverly Nutrition, Beverly yeah, International yeah, yeah. liver pills. Yeah, yeah. And they were so big. And he's like, you got to take like eight of these. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, I'm like, these things suck. And I'm like, what the fuck? Was he big then or? Tim, yeah, Tim was, I mean, yeah, Tim was in really yeah, good yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember like thinking like, okay, I'll, I'll eat these. And I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they did, but I remembered just having the That's horse. So funny. Those pills are so big. Yeah, they big. were like this big. They're huge. And you're like. I got to take 12 of these or some huge I, amount. I'm sure this is going to trigger like the ultimate orange thing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I you taking know? That. Yep. I remember they taking always that. said there was something extra in the, in it that product. Been. And the, the thing that always, I always remembered was the, the cell tech. And I'm sure if we look at it now, it was just a bunch of sugar. People used to make fun of me because I endorsed it, right? But I used it, and it yeah. worked well for me. Like my, the Especially sugar worked well. if you had all that sugar, you yeah, needed it. From yeah, yeah. Banging slim and whatever yeah, else yeah. <laughs> you need to sell tech was, it was dexterous, I mean, but yeah. it tore up people's stomachs sometimes, yeah. you know, but, but when people, I mean, if I remember the ad, it was like guaranteed 27 yeah, pounds yeah, in 30 yeah. days. Like, yeah, you'd be a diabetic. I don't know afterwards. if you could actually run those kind of ads these days, but no, someone would sue you for sure. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, those are the questions and we'll do a, uh, we'll do another, what would Jay do? 
Yeah, so so that's kind of kind of be the series because you know we like I said we we're out and about we want to appreciate everyone that you know number one that follows this but at the same time tunes in and listens I'm really shocked sometimes on the responses because you know we have a lot of topics on here and I know that everyone has their opinions right and we kind of sit back and I know we kind of voice sometimes and you may or may not agree. Um, and I, listen, there's a lot of times I don't agree with Matt. I don't agree with Milos or they don't agree with me. I mean, we all have our, our theories and what thought processes are. And there's a lot of podcasts out there and, you know, you have the choice to watch a lot. And I know that a lot of people have been mentioning like, Hey, we watch, we really enjoy watching yours. And sometimes, you know, I, I sit back and I, you know, I've been in the industry for so long and, you know, I, I never realized that my voice would have so much weight to what I do, right? Because yeah. I was just a guy wanting to learn early on. And a lot of this, my thought processes of what I suggest is through trial and error, because without that, I feel like there's no real textbook answer to everything. Like, just like the questions asked, like, you know, between fats and I, it's a theory, right? So everything that I say on here is kind of like my opinion, right? What's and worked for you. What's worked, and yeah. I've tried it, right? And not to say I've tried heavy-duty training or... Yeah. That's another question I get a lot is like, why do you prefer volume over like training to failure and whatever else? It's just what Chris taught me. He taught And it worked me, for you, though. It worked, so I didn't change it. Could I have been better if I did heavy-duty? I don't know. Yeah. But the truth is, is whenever someone says, could you have been better or could you have done this or done... I look back and I say, man, I had a pretty successful lengthy post career right that's all you can really ask for is number one to have great success to leave a legacy right that people are motivated by and of course have a bright side on the over on the other side right meaning like injury free i can still train but i'm smart enough to realize that you can only burn the candle at both ends for so long right So I know I have to back up. So when I have the questions on like, eat more, train more, Milos tell me, you need to get bigger. You need to do this. It's like, hey, I want to get to the to the best path in the shortest distance, right? Of Without course. having to do extra. But that's with everything in life, period. Of course. So I'd rather just use the knowledge that I have, the direction that I've learned, and that's what I'm going to spill out and I'm going to, you know, try to put out to our audience and everyone else. But we want to say we appreciate you guys more than you know. Um, you know, this is 92. We're getting close on 100. So on 100, we're really going to have to do something super special. I think we're going to have to come up with something. So um, we appreciate you guys following along. Make sure you guys comment. We would love more questions. It would be ideal if you could get I'm going to put questions. a post. I'll, what I'll do is I'll put a post up on the Instagram and say, okay. what would Jay do? Ask your questions. And maybe once, maybe every time we're going to do one, we'll. We'll post something up. Okay. You know, so. And uh, appreciate you guys, and uh, make sure you guys comment below, and uh, we'll see you at episode 93.